Welcome to the election ride home for Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. This is Jackson Bird filling in for Glenn Fleischman, and here is your summary of election news. Today, a recap of last night's CNN town hall, an update on the polls. Bloomberg says he would sell his company if elected, but will the increasing scrutiny of his problematic past remarks deter his election? Plus, what to watch for in tonight's debate and Andrew Yang's post-candidate career. 13 days until Super Tuesday, here's what you missed today from the campaign trail. Last night, Senator Bernie Sanders, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and Senator Amy Klobuchar took part in individual town halls on CNN in Nevada. Yes, Nevada. Apologies to any Nevadans I offended yesterday with my mispronunciation. The candidates were asked questions ranging from climate change to immigration to healthcare and unions, as well as for their responses on a myriad of recent campaign developments. Sanders and Buttigieg were asked whether they would take Mayor Bloomberg's money in the hypothetical case that Bloomberg did not secure the nomination and then offered $500 million to the nominee. Sanders talked around the question for a while before finally saying that his campaign is doing so well that he doesn't think they'd need the money. Buttigieg said that he would take the money, but he also made a point to criticize what he calls Bloomberg's attempts to buy the campaign. Senator Sanders was asked by a supporter in the audience if he could condemn the, quote, Bernie bro behavior. He said that he would, quote, condemn absolutely anybody, including my campaign or any other campaign, that makes vicious personal attacks against people. He continued, The idea that anybody who works with me would make a vicious attack against a union leader just because we disagree on an issue is incomprehensible to me. He also noted that he doesn't think some of the harassers are all genuine supporters of his, and added that his wife and staff, especially the women of color, are subject to vicious harassment online as well. In conclusion, he said, I do not believe in online bullying. Towards the end of the town hall, Anderson Cooper asked if Sanders considers himself the Democratic frontrunner, to which Sanders replied in one of the best lines of the night, Who cares? He went on to say that he has a hardworking team and takes no votes for granted. Moving on to Mayor Buttigieg, after being asked about how he would handle the inevitable homophobic attacks that are sure to come his way as his candidacy continues, Mayor Buttigieg responded bluntly, well, it'll happen. He went on to recount his experience coming out during his mayoral re-election campaign under the governorship of Mike Pence, how quickly public sentiment towards the LGBTQ community has changed in recent years, and what strategies we can employ to continue closing the gap on public acceptance. Then, when questioned about Rush Limbaugh's recent homophobic remarks against him and whether Trump would genuinely, as he has said publicly, support a gay candidate, Buttigieg dropped one of the standout lines of the night. One thing about my marriage is it's never involved me having to send hush money to a porn star after cheating on my spouse with him or her. So, they want to debate family values? Let's debate family values. I'm ready. Senator Klobuchar had some standout moments herself when discussing gun violence and immigration, criticizing Bloomberg's lack of participation, and explaining how she would bring decency back to the White House, saying, I know it will be boring when I don't send down a mean tweet at five in the morning. She went on to lay out how she'd revive America's standing with the rest of the world and bring joy to the American public. Senator Warren and Vice President Biden's town hall appearances will be tomorrow, Thursday the 20th, on CNN, but you can see all of the frontrunners tonight on NBC in the ninth Democratic presidential debate. More on that in a minute.
A quick update on polls. National polling yesterday from NPR, PBS NewsHour, and Marist showed Senator Sanders with a wide lead of 31% support, far ahead of any other rival. He continues the pattern in a new poll of California, quoting the LA Times, The survey by the nonpartisan Public Policy Institute of California found Sanders favored by 32% of likely voters in the March 3rd primary, followed by former Vice President Joe Biden, 14%, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, 13%, and two former mayors, Michael Bloomberg of New York and Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, both at 12%. Continuing from the LA Times, The findings were particularly grim for Biden and Warren, each dropped by 10 percentage points from their standings in the Institute's poll in January. Sanders has been especially successful at consolidating support among Latinos and voters under 45 years old. A majority of both groups favored the Vermont senator, the poll found. Trailing far behind were Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar at 5% and San Francisco hedge fund billionaire Tom Steyer, who was at just 3% despite spending nearly $26 million from his personal fortune on television and radio ads in the state. California's primary will be coming up on Super Tuesday, March 3rd, and as the biggest of the 14 Super Tuesday states, there is a lot at stake. 415 of the 1,991 delegates it takes to win the nomination, to be specific. Meanwhile, we have re-canvassing results from targeted precincts in Iowa, where Mayor Buttigieg leads Senator Sanders by less than a hundredth of a percentage point. From Politico, Buttigieg now leads Sanders by .08 state delegate equivalents, according to results posted by the state party. 26.186% for Buttigieg to 26.182% for Sanders. The initial results were marred by apparent reporting or mathematical errors. Sanders' campaign said it will seek a recount. The Buttigieg and Sanders' campaigns have 24 hours to formally request one. Said Sanders' senior advisor Jeff Weaver, quote, We now believe a recount will give Senator Sanders enough state delegate equivalents to put him over the top by that metric as well. Politico notes, In the results posted by the Iowa Democratic Party, Buttigieg still had 14 delegates to the national convention to 12 for Sanders, a result that could flip after a recount. Sanders maintains his lead in the final alignment of the popular vote as well as the first-choice alignment that preceded it, end quote. So despite his extraordinary lead in national and state polls, Sanders technically isn't even ahead in delegates? For now, at least. We'll see what happens after Nevada's caucuses end on Saturday. Michael Bloomberg is saying that he would sell Bloomberg LP, his multi-billion dollar financial data and media company, if he is elected president. The Wall Street Journal says, The campaign said Mr. Bloomberg would first put the company in a blind trust and eventually sell. Analysts have estimated the company could sell for as much as $60 billion. End quote. This news is particularly interesting since there have long been criticisms of President Trump not placing his business interests in a blind trust, something that Mayor Bloomberg has made a part of his campaign. Quoting the Wall Street Journal again, Mr. Bloomberg has aggressively campaigned by challenging Mr. Trump's ethics, noting that the president never placed his business interests in a blind trust, instead turning them over to his sons to run. Democrats in Congress have accused the president of accepting payments from foreign governments through his hotels and golf resorts, claiming he has violated the emollients clause of the Constitution, which bars such transactions. The White House has argued in court that stays at the president's hotel were not in violation of the law, and an appeals court recently rejected a lawsuit by House Democrats saying they lacked standing to bring the case. 
As Mr. Bloomberg has risen in the polls, questions about how he would manage his vast wealth from the Oval Office have gotten louder. Forbes estimates Mr. Bloomberg's net worth at around $54 billion, end quote. Speaking to the Associated Press senior advisor to the Bloomberg campaign, Tim O'Brien, said, We want to be 180 degrees apart from Donald Trump around financial conflicts of interest. We think it's one of the biggest stains on the presidency, and Trump's record is his refusal to disengage himself in his own financial interests. And we want to be very transparent and clean and clear with voters about where Mike is on these things. O'Brien also notes, according to the Associated Press, quote, proceeds from the sale would go to Bloomberg Philanthropies, the charitable giving arm that funds causes from climate change to public health and grants for American cities. The only restriction Bloomberg would put on the sale is that it not be sold to a foreign buyer or a private equity company, O'Brien said. Walter Schaub, former director of the Office of Government Ethics, told the Associated Press, Such an action would need to follow complex rules and be approved by the ethics office. The administer of a blind trust would need to be an institution, not a person, and it's not clear how a trustee would navigate confidentiality requirements when trying to sell off a private company. There are no comparable examples of any executive branch official putting a large private company into a blind trust and up for sale. End quote. Reporter at the New York Times Edmund Lee said on Twitter of the potential sale, Would have to be a $60 billion deal and Mike is unlikely to take anything other than cash. Who or what has that kind of money? It's definitely an unprecedented scale of a deal, but one that we might have to take more seriously as Bloomberg continues to soar in the polls. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight is the ninth Democratic presidential debate, airing at 9 p.m. Eastern on NBC, live from Las Vegas. The main thing to be watching for tonight is how Mayor Bloomberg will perform his first time on the debate stage after qualifying just yesterday by reaching double digits in the latest national poll. Quoting the New York Times, As Bloomberg prepares to make his debate stage debut on Wednesday in a televised forum for which his campaign does not have final editing rights, the selling of Bloomberg 2020 will be forced to confront its greatest narrative complication yet, Mr. Bloomberg in 2020, answering for the years that came before. After a mass introduction to the Democratic electorate on his terms, powered by hundreds of million dollars of his own money, Mr. Bloomberg is submitting for the first time to an uncontrolled setting on a national scale. This does not necessarily play to his strengths, end quote. CNN notes that the other candidates are ready and willing to be on the attack against Bloomberg tonight, having already been going after him for days prior. Quote, Senator Sanders has argued Bloomberg's money and record won't help motivate the Democratic base. 
Mayor Buttigieg has labeled Bloomberg a billionaire who thinks that you can just buy your way onto television and win that way. And Senator Warren, hours after Bloomberg qualified, compared him to President Donald Trump and called him an egomaniac billionaire. But, CNN continues, Bloomberg is not coming into the debate defenseless. The former mayor has maintained a focus on Sanders in the day leading up to the debate, hoping that an intense back and forth between the two will further cement them as the race's frontrunners. For candidates like Buttigieg and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, Bloomberg's entry represents the greatest threat to any momentum they still have from Iowa and New Hampshire. The Democratic debate beyond Bloomberg is at an inflection point for Biden and Warren, both of whom need to demonstrate the ability to do well after poor performances in New Hampshire. End quote. The New York Times thinks Senator Warren may use tonight as an opportunity to go on the offensive more than she has in the past. Quote, After the last debate in New Hampshire, when Ms. Warren did not interject into the conversation like many of her opponents did, some supporters expressed exasperation with an approach that could be relentlessly unflinching. Even Ms. Warren said after the debate that she wished she had jumped in more, saying, I just didn't say enough, didn't fight hard enough, didn't tell you how bad I want this and how good we could make it if we just come together. As for Buttigieg and Klobuchar, look out for them continuing to try to distinguish themselves as they both poll increasingly strongly with moderates. From CNN, the two moderates have repeatedly used the debate stage to air their grievances with each other, with the Minnesota senator targeting the former South Bend, Indiana mayor for his youth and experience on the local level as a way to blunt his rise. Klobuchar, unlike other candidates, has perplexed Buttigieg on the debate stage. Where he has effectively counterpunted attacks from Warren, Biden, and Sanders, Buttigieg hasn't been able to hit Klobuchar with the same fire, and the Minnesota senator is now surging after strong debate performance and third-place finish in New Hampshire. End quote. All in all, the candidates will be trying to stand out on the debate stage in response to the results from Iowa and New Hampshire, and it's likely many of them will be positioning themselves against Mayor Bloomberg. Again, you can tune in tonight on NBC at 9 p.m. Eastern. And finally, if you've been wondering what Andrew Yang has been up to since he dropped out of the presidential race following the New Hampshire primary, well, a few days ago, the Daily Intelligencer was stoking the rumors that Yang might be considering a run for New York City mayor. But as of this morning, it's announced that Andrew Yang is joining CNN as a political commentator. Yang said on Twitter, I'm excited to join CNN to help shed light on the election and the candidates' experiences. Learned a lot these past months and am glad to contribute to the public discussion. He added that he'll be on tonight to discuss the debate and joked that he might even wear a tie. So never fear, Yang Gang, he'll be back on our screens tonight and possibly back in the political ring before too long. And that is the election roundup for the day. It has been a pleasure filling in for Glenn again today. He will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Election Podcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Election Ride Home. And you can find me on Twitter at Jack is Not a Bird. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.